the number one thing for me that I've learned getting in tune with yourself and your true self and leading and doing things from your heart, not your head. That to me is, I mean, if you're, if you're doing it that way, you're, there's bound to be balance because you're doing what you know is right. And you're doing it out of love and not out of fear or out of any other emotion or talk inside your head. Welcome to the Grind and Be Grateful podcast. I'm your host, Marie Wold, health and fitness influencer, coach, and lifestyle entrepreneur committed to educating and empowering women to become their very best selves. Each week, my guests and I are proving that with hard work and the right mindset, absolutely anything is possible. We are here to bring you not just inspiration, but also actionable takeaways that you can use to create a life that you love right now. We're talking all things personal development, including health, fitness, confidence, relationships, and so much more. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's jump into today's episode. You're listening to episode number 78 of the Grind and Be Grateful podcast. You guys know how I feel about dogs, right? Like, you know that my puppies, Rosie and Sunny, little golden retriever, sweet baby angels, they're my life. I love them more than life itself. And today's episode, we got to talk with one of the coolest dog moms on the block who is known for her adorable Frenchie and a badass business. Her name is Bridget Levine with a background in fashion design and a love for dogs. She is a creator behind the uber successful pet accessory brand Frenchie Bulldog, which literally started with one design and a $5,000 loan. And now it is a huge multi-million dollar business full of 75 different unique fashions, accessories, all sorts of seasonal designs, and literally everything they make is so cute that I even have my golden retrievers repping Frenchie Bulldog because it's so, so cute. But really the biggest thing I want you guys to take away from this episode is that you can 1000% turn your passions into a career and leverage doing what you love to create a life of your dreams. Yes, you, even you listening. I truly mean that with my whole heart. And I'm not saying it's going to be easy. It's going to take some hustle and it's going to take some heart. But Bridget is yet another piece of living proof that it is possible. So it is time to get into the mindset of why not me, right? Why wouldn't I be able to achieve the life of my dreams if there are so many pieces of proof that this is possible, right? So we're going to dive in. This has so much chat about ambition, building a life that you love. And of course, we have some wellness chat, some gratitude chat, lifestyle chat, all of that good stuff, and lots of dog chat, of course. So let's dive in to this episode and hear from Bridget Levine. Before we dive in though, let's do the review of the week. I'm not sure who wrote this one because they put their username as informative and relatable. So if this is your review, definitely DM me and let me know so I can send you some surprise wellness goodies. But this review said, listen to this to feel empowered to take on your day. Five stars. I've been following Marie since I was in college over five years ago on her social media platforms, as well as many other fitness influencers. However, Marie is one of two I'm still following to this day. When she created this podcast I knew I had to listen because her story is just so authentic and relatable and unlike some others she promotes health and wellness with a holistic approach and promotes body positivity not just in her message to others but also in her own life her guests are all so intelligent in the traditional sense but also emotionally intelligent in a way that helps you understand yourself in your life from a refreshing perspective you will certainly grow into a healthier happier and truly more confident version of yourself if you listen weekly and take her message to heart That was so kind. I'm out of breath from reading that for some reason, but thank you so, so much. I don't know how to address you because there's no name on this, but I super, super appreciate the love. That was very well written, by the way, and very thoughtful. So thanks for loving me, supporting me all this time over five years. This review is actually written in August, so maybe we're coming up on our six-year anniversary soon. So thank you 
from the bottom of my heart that was that was really really nice um before i start shedding a tear please dm me on instagram and let me know what your shipping address is whatever your name is i would love to thank you by name as well but let me know what your shipping address is so i can send you a surprise wellness goodie in the mail we always do these do that for our reviews of the week so if you want a chance at getting a little present in the mail from yours truly you can head on over to the itunes um, app on your computer or the Apple podcast app on your phone, find the podcast uh, show page, go over to ratings and reviews and leave us a love note. We would love that. Thank you so, so much in advance if you take a second to support the show because really reviews are one of the biggest ways that the show is able to climb up in the iTunes charts, get noticed by more people who are outside of our um, existing community. And of course, we, we love the encouragement and we love receiving love. Who doesn't, you know? Enough rambling though. Let's get in to this episode and I hope you enjoy the show. Before we jump into this episode, I have to let you guys know that enrollment is now open for the January 2020 Collective of Move, Nourish, Shine. I'm so excited. And if you've been swearing that 2020 is your year, you need to get into this program. I literally just announced yesterday and we've already had over a dozen applicants who are ready to make it happen. And if you are not familiar with the Move, Nourish, Shine Collective, aka MNS, let me enlighten you. MNS is my signature eight-week group mentorship program where we give women all the tools, strategies, support, and community they need to revamp their lives from the inside out. Just to give you guys a little background, this program was born out of necessity, honestly, and it is the first of its kind. I had been doing the typical fitness challenges for a couple of years, and I realized that only coaching women on fitness and nutrition was leaving so much growth and so much progress on the table for my clients. And I knew that if we combined the strategy side of fitness and nutrition with the magic of mindset, lifestyle, and confidence work, that they would get way better results because in my own journey, it was really the inner work that like catapulted my results to the next level. And I can throw techniques and strategies at you all day. I can give you the perfect plan, but if you are not mentally and emotionally ready to implement that plan, like if you are still struggling with self-sabotage, limiting beliefs, self-doubt, insecurities, those will 100% undermine your efforts. And I can pretty much guarantee that no matter what you try, it's not going to work if your head and your heart aren't in the right place. And so that's why Move Nourish Shine works from the inside out. We do include nutrition and training. Those are still big focuses so that you can have a proven fitness plan that works. But we couple that with all of that inner work that will finally allow you to find balance and success with the strategy, right? This is for you if you are currently feeling stuck, not just in your fitness journey, but also in your personal growth. And you just know that more is possible for you. Um, but you might not be sure exactly how to get there or you know that you're going to need support along the way. And this is also for you if you're craving change and evolution, but you're done with the quick fixes, you're tired of extremes, and you are done chasing unsustainable methods that make you feel miserable. Because the whole point of MNS is to teach you how to craft your dream, perfectly balanced lifestyle in a way that feels easy and fits you. We are all so unique and so different. So nothing in MNS is cookie cutter. We truly teach you and empower you to create a balanced, healthy, feel good lifestyle for yourself. And then we guide you and support you and give you feedback every single step of the way to guarantee your success. Now we get started on January 20th. Enrollment ends a couple days before that, but the early enrollment bonuses like free private coaching with me are disappearing fast. So if you are ready to take ownership of your wellness journey and growth as a human, head on over to movenourishshine.com right now to submit your application or learn more about how MNS works. The website has tons more info on what's included, how it works, testimonials, all of that good stuff. Again, that's movenourishshine.com com and we cannot wait to help you create your 2020 glow up. Hey Bridget, welcome to the Grind and Be Grateful podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm super excited to have you and I'm guessing Leo, if he's there on the podcast today. Yes, um, but he's downstairs right now. 
he's here in spirit and it's so funny because even though I have golden retrievers myself Mm -hmm. I found you through Frenchie Bulldog and I am like obsessed with your brand and I was really sad when Rosie grew out of her unicorn harness last year (laughs) um so just know that we're big Frenchie Bulldog fans over here um and I would love for you to tell us a little bit about you as a human before we jump into like the business you've built um, and the brand you've built, but tell us about your background and your story um, before you ever became an entrepreneur. I would, I always had this like gut feeling um, or like a passion for fashion and creating. And um, all my life, I kind of grew up thinking that that wasn't like a career path that was like an option, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, something that, um, was more, um, you know, certain that you would get a career after, you know, going to a certain school or, you know, majoring in a certain major. Um, so I kind of like went that route. My major is actually biology and chemistry. Um, cause I, I find the body just like very interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's definitely not like my passion. My passion's always been creating. And even when I was like a little girl, I would, like if you asked me what I wanted to be when I was little, it was um, a fashion designer or like own my own store. Mm-hmm. So I used to draw out, um, I used to draw out outfits. Like I wasn't designing any dog stuff back in the day. <laughs> um, that's new. But um, I've always had a, had a love for creating in fashion. Awesome. And then once you, I mean, okay, so when you're in college, obviously, once you figure out what your major is going to be, you get asked like 5 million times, what are you going to do with that? So what did you think you were going to go into as a career field? Yeah, so it's so funny that you asked that. Um, I think it was like, I was on the news, like the, my graduation day, they were like asking like graduates, like, what are you going to do after, you know, when do you major? What are you going to do afterward? Yeah. And at this point I had started, um, Frenchie Bulldog. I had started the Instagram account and I was like, um, designing some prints and stuff for it and like the products. Um, so when they asked me what I wanted to do, um, you know, they're like, what's your major? And I was like, biology and chemistry. And they're like, what are you going to do? I was like, I'm going to design clothes for dogs. <laughs> and like, what? That's so funny. Just um, throw them a curveball. Exactly. But I, I think um, I do love helping people. So um, the route that I was originally going to go was um, radiation therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, it's, I, I did some school for that. And it's pretty intense and, um, it's definitely not like a passion of mine, but I do obviously respect people that take that route. Yeah, for sure. So what sparked the idea for Frenchie Bulldog? Like, why do you love French Bulldog specifically so much? And why did you decide that like this was the path that you were going to do despite having just put like years of school into something else? I just, I, I love every single thing about French Bulldogs. <laughs> they, um, they're just they're so human-like and they have just like, they're like having a really weird, awkward, hilarious friend around all the time. Um, I'm constantly laughing. I love to laugh. Like that's huge for me. I I believe like laughter is like the key to living your best Mm -hmm. life. Um, So I, they're just like so funny, Um, very loyal, cute, um, you know, they fart, which you like, <laughs> admire and like think it's adorable. Right, right. You they think like, it's so cute. Yeah, yeah. They, they do all these like, you know, they snort. They're pretty like, you know, like stocky dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I just, I love, I love everything. I love every single thing about this breed. I love all animals, but there's something about Frenchies that just... Mm-hmm. I feel like Frenchie people go so hard for Frenchies and golden retriever people are probably the same. Like Mm -hmm. I go so hard for golden retrievers. I do love a good French bulldog, but but, um, I think that like dog people are just on another level about like their passion for their dogs. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Okay. So how did that become an actual 
business? Like how did that, that idea even come about and how did you decide like, yeah, I'm going to go for this? I had kind of moved around a bunch in my life. Um, and at the time that I came up with this idea, I was living in Montana, um, finishing my degree and my sister came home for Christmas that year and she had this new baby French bulldog with her. And yes, they're so cute when they're little. Oh, the babies, like, oh, I just like can't like not be obsessed with them when they're new. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she came home with her new baby Frenchie and I was kind of like going through a rough time. I'd gone through like a pretty rough breakup and I was like, lo- like looking for something that was like me that I was, you know, going to pour my heart into and that I was going to be like fulfilled by doing. Yeah. Really searching. Um, and so when I met her French bulldog, Mika, I was immediately like obsessed with her and I knew that I wanted to incorporate my love for fashion and this adorable dog. So it came, um, it came from just my, my sister's French bulldog, the first one I ever met. And at the time, there were no harnesses that fit this breed. Mm. So they were way too big or way too small. Um, the proportions are probably like all wrong. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like the pet industry before, and I, I know it's before, like the pet industry before us, it was, they just didn't really care about the dogs wearing stuff. You know, they print, they your options were a black harness or a pink one with polka dots mm-hmm. and like that's an option and it yeah. like won't fit right. Yeah. So, um, I invented a reversible harness that, um, not only fit them like a glove, I did all these measurements on like so many French bulldogs and I figured out how to create a harness that fit them perfectly for their body proportions. And in actuality, they fit all small to medium sized dogs. Just the pet industry was not like, making harnesses for this like size of dog mm-hmm. um so and and then with a reversible harness you get two prints in one so you get two options with really cool prints all of our stuff is like seasonal so we're coming out with new prints every you know three or four months or so mm-hmm. they're so cute you guys like the prints are adorable cool. that's why i mean Rosie and Sunny are golden retrievers, but like they still rock Frenchie Bulldog stuff because the prints are cuter than anything else out there. And even though like they both outgrow, they do like the strap harnesses, even though they both outgrow them, like it's so worth it to me for as long as they last. Um, Yeah, we need to, we're actually working on something that I think will fit your dog. So (gasps) that's exciting. So, okay, so you decided I'm going to do all of this market research and I'm going to measure a bunch of Frenchies. That sounds like the best market research project ever. And (laughs) you put together an idea for the harness. Like, how did you start this? Did you have to, like, get a business loan? Did you, like, how did it happen? Yeah, so I got a $5,000 business loan. And I I really had no money. Um, So... I was pretty much living off of like credit cards for the first, oh my God. I mean, it was a while till I even got paid, but for probably for the first two and a half, three years. Oh my gosh. Um, so I started, um, I actually started while I was like designing the harness. I had started an Instagram account for the brand. So um, I could build an audience before I had, mm-hmm. product, which I think smart really, really helped, um, you know, getting eyes on our product and being like the first one in the industry, just like the awareness was huge. Um, that's what I spent like most of my time doing every single day was like on Instagram. So, yeah. Yeah. I think leading with like cultivating a community and growing an audience that's like already passionate about your product before you even officially bring it to market is so, so smart. So do you have any tips for like, we have a lot of entrepreneurs that listen to this podcast or aspiring entrepreneurs. Do you have any tips for cultivating a community and like rallying people behind a brand, whether that's a physical product or like a a service or a digital product, anything? 
Yeah, for sure. So the way I did it was, um, and I'm, it's probably the same way now. This is like still how we continue to grow our account, but, um, you know, being engaged with, um, like people that are involved or into the same stuff you are. So I would engage with a ton of French bulldogs. I followed like every, any, I would just search the hashtag French bulldog and follow every single one. Mm. Um, and I would go through and like all their photos. I would go through and like all the hashtags Frenchie and I would comment on all of that. It was like more than a full-time job. Um, and then once I started to like make friends with certain dogs or dog owners, Uh people behind the the account. I I love when people have accounts for their dogs, but they like speak first person as their dog. Like dog Instagrams is a, is a whole new world for me. Yeah, it really is. It's so funny. Um, it's crazy. Um, so yeah, like, just engaging, building relationships, like genuine relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, um, I like, I always hear like on other podcasts, it's like, Oh, provide value and like blah, blah, blah. But like m- our focus was more on the community mm-hmm. and building real relationships. Yeah. So, and I really think that sets us apart from, from all the other brands just because we're so tight with our influencers, which we called Frenchies. That's so cute. Um, (laughs) And like, we're more of a friend to people. You know, if we see that a dog is sick, we always reach out to them. Um, We're super involved in the community, always trying to give back and like, you know, ask how people are doing, you know, if your dog had surgery, like how's he Mm -hmm. doing? Just like being being a a friend. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's honestly... I think really ahead of the curve. Like I know everyone says, give value, give value, give value. And like people will come to you. But now I'm feeling like there are so many people out there who are giving so much value. And there's like so much value driven content out there that people kind of just tune it all out. But if you're able to cut through the noise and build a relationship with people and make them feel like they're genuinely like seen and cared about, that's like the most powerful currency. Yes, I, I totally agree. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So with running a business, I'm sure that you are pulled a million different directions while also trying to stay healthy, keep your relationships afloat and like all of that stuff. So what does it look like a day in Bridget's life in terms of how do you prioritize your time? How do you stay grounded? Um, and do you have any like routines that are kind of non-negotiables for you? Yes. Or I love to talk about my routines. Um, so the mornings, um, I usually get up around, I mean, it depends, but I, I usually go to bed fairly early. So I usually get up around like six 30. Um, and it's really, I have, um, a husband, Justin and Justin, I, myself and Leo all sleep in the same bed. Mm-hmm. So, um, I really like to like get in a good like hug or like cuddle. Uh-huh. I just feel of like course. I feel really good. Um, and then I right by my or on my bedside table, I have um, a journal called the five minute journal. And it's basically like a gratitude journal. So you grab you journal what you're grateful for and then things that would make today great. Um, and I do that. It takes literally five minutes or less. So I do that in the morning. Um, and then I'll go downstairs. I'm trying to drink, um, hot water with lemon every morning before I like put anything else in my body. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's kind of a new thing that I've added. Um, and then I will meditate either using Headspace. It's like a meditation app. Yeah. I love Headspace. Yeah, it's great. Or I do um, like an active meditation um, called priming that I learned from Tony Robbins. And that has literally changed my life. Mm, Yeah. Um, So I'll do that. um, And then I'll make, I'm really into matcha right now. So I'll make a matcha and like take it to go and then walk Leo. 
down to the beach. We live pretty close to the ocean. So we'll go down to the beach. And I think like all those things together, um, you know, getting hydrated, starting off with like gratitude and like moving your body, even though it's not like a strenuous exercise, it's like getting the blood going. For sure. Um, And then, and I'm not, usually I'm not on my phone at this point or I try not to be just because I feel like that can kind of like ruin your day. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, if you wake up and the first thing you see is like fires in your business or like people needing you left and right, like you can't turn that off. Like that runs your day now. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I usually don't even look at my text messages till like after I get back. Mm -hmm, Same. Um, It's, I think that's so important for your sanity. Um, so yeah, I'll get back and then go through my text messages, any like emails that I need to like, that are like important that I need to get back to. Um, and then I have a workout usually around like 9am. Um, I work out probably four days a week. Um, just like weights and like, yeah, basically just weightlifting. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I'll come back and then I'll have to get to more emails, more text messages, and probably like a call. We have team calls um, just to make sure like everyone is like if anyone has any ideas for their business or like anything they need to bring attention to like our team. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? And then I'm always constantly looking um, for inspiration and that I do on Instagram. So that does kind of eat away a chunk of my time, yeah. but I'm like, okay with it because I get inspiration from like human fashion and, um, just things that I think look aesthetically nice. Yeah. So you get, do you personally design like all of the patterns and stuff that are used? Yeah. So, um, I used to draw them out and like do it um, create the prints in illustrator. Mm -hmm. But now, um, what I do is I put together like a document and I, um, a document per each, um, harness. So I'll put in the document, like examples, um, I'll write out like details of exactly like how I want it to look like. Sometimes I'll sketch stuff out and I'll put that all in one document. And then I work with our graphic designer and he brings all of my ideas and like examples to life. Mm. And then I work closely with him with like, you know, the style of art that he's doing. Um, he's amazing. Um, and then once that is completed, I go back in and, um, choose all the colors, all the Pantone colors, which that takes a while. Yeah. I feel like this, the the process of like designing and seeing something come to life has to be so fun and then seeing it on dogs all over the place like I that just sounds so exciting to me it is it's the it feels like Christmas it's the best thing it's ugh, one of my my greatest joys like opening yeah. a box of samples that I'll get in the mail like after they'd all been printed I get so excited oh my god I can't I can only imagine <laughs> So is Leo's wardrobe just like absolutely insane? Oh, it's insane. And like, <laughs> it's so insane. I need to, I've actually like gone through his wardrobe a few times um, and like donated stuff that um, he really hasn't worn or um, doubles. Sometimes I have doubles of stuff that I like liked. Mm-hmm. I also keep about one of each print of each harness here with me so I can like reference colors. That's like super important, um, reference colors and like different object objects and like styles that we've done before. Yeah. So, but yeah, his closet's crazy. Yeah. I feel like there's a high possibility that Leo has more clothes than like most people. (laughs) Yeah. Very likely. (laughs) I mean, I mean, it's a great, it's a great problem to have for sure. Yeah. So we've been like gushing about how much we love our dogs and how obsessed we are with them. And so for 
those thinking about getting a Frenchie or any dog of their own, what would be some of your top tips and like things to know before going for it? Yeah. Um, I would say specifically if you're getting a French bulldog, I mean, all, all dogs actually. Um, but specifically ones like French bulldogs are ones that are like, um, I I don't know if this is the correct word, but like designer bred. So like, Mm -hmm. um, I don't even know what other kind of dogs would be under that category. I'm just thinking of French bulldogs right now, but, um, making sure that, the breeder is reputable and that, um, they can guarantee health records and health checks from the parents. Um, you want to make sure that you're not getting like a back, like, you know, a backyard breeder that's like just cranking dogs out for money. It's like the worst thing that's like happening right now because uh-huh. so many dogs have health problems. Um, so that would be my number one tip. And, um, if you're not, And also another tip, actually, this might be tied with that one before you bring home the dog um, or while you're paying for the dog or even before that, get pet insurance Mm. because that has like saved so much money, literally saved me because I I would probably be living in a van (laughs) by the river. That's actually, yeah, that's so relatable. Like we haven't had any big problems with our dogs, thank God. But um, our cat, Ollie, like he went into heart failure for the first time when he was like nine months old and has gone into heart failure twice more. And he has like all of these chronic health problems. And we've probably spent like over $10,000 on vet bills on him. But thank God I had insurance on him. And so like... we we could, we could take him to the vet without even worrying and just like do everything out of his best interest and not have money be an issue. And so now I'm like such an evangelist for pet insurance because it saved him and it saved us. Yes, for sure. And it's crazy. Like, I feel like some vets, you'll go to the vet and Leo had a bunch of health problems when he was six months old. Um, I don't know if it was due to breeding, but might most likely, Um, this was like when I wasn't really familiar with what I should be looking Mm -hmm. for. Um, so he had a bunch of health problems when he was six months old and I went to the vet and they were like, well, when do you want to put him down? Like today or tomorrow? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like do anything to like save Leo. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That was, that was Um, our exact experience. They're like, well, you can put him down and like, just get a different one. I was like, what? This is my family. Yeah, it's nuts that they would even like suggest that. Um, but yeah, I think it's like maybe for most people, like money is an issue. So that's why when like health insurance could really like save a lot of animals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would absolutely agree. With Leo, like I know that you guys are pretty much connected at the hip and I'm the same way with my pets for sure. Um, And you travel a lot, right? But not always with Leo. So when you are apart from Leo, like, how do you, how do you navigate that? Because for fellow dog moms, like the worst part of traveling for me is being away from my dogs, especially because I can't tell them why I'm leaving when I'm coming back that I still love them. They don't know. Oh my gosh. So... (laughs) <laughs> I do not do very well when I'm when he's not around. Like it's, it's so hard. Um, we were just away like the other week. Um, we went to a Tony Robbins event in Florida for a week, and usually I'll have I'll fly my mom down. She mm-hmm. lives in Montana, so she flies from Montana to San Diego to watch Leo. That's um, amazing. I know. Thank God for it. She's like the best grandma and the best mom, but <laughs> she's amazing. So I'll usually do that, but this time she wasn't able to stay the whole time. So thank God I found this amazing um, woman who dog sits and house sits. So that's what I'll do. But when she's watching him, I'm like constantly like, you know, can I like, oh, can I see another pic? Like kind of acting like a crazy yep. person. Yep. Like, how many times can I FaceTime this lady? Like, 
<laughs> I we get a pet sitter too, and I'm like, please send me as many photos as you would like. I will never turn down a photo of my pets. Thank you very much. <laughs> like I'm insane. I love that. Like, oh, yep, still looks the same as he did this morning, but like <laughs> I'm not over it. So I feel I you. That. Yeah. Okay. Do you have any other advice for pet owners in terms of number one, like bringing a pet home and how they should kind of acclimate them into their family, how to get to not to, I don't know, this sounds weird, but like get to our level of dog mom where you would literally do anything for your dog. Like what is that mindset? Like how do people mentally prepare to add a family member of the four-legged variety? Yeah, I think, um, to bring up money again, but I think like expecting that there's going to be additional expenses than just like buying the dog. I think a lot of people um, make the mistake of just thinking like, okay, I'm going to spend, you know, X amount on a dog. And that's like the amount that the dog's going to cost. Right. It's just not the case. Like, you know, vet visits, food, especially like the dog food industry right now. Like there's some brands that are like, getting better at creating and making food that's actually like healthy and doesn't have like a bunch of like fillers and stuff in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's like a huge expense. It's like a human. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's an expense. Um, and then if you want training, like I think the the money thing is big, just knowing that there's going to be a, a lot of additional costs. So mm-hmm. you're ready for it. Um, and what's what are some other things? I guess just choosing choosing a dog that fits. I mean, this one's kind of like obvious, but I guess choosing a dog that fits um, your lifestyle. Yeah. So, like, um, we live in a small. I guess it's. I guess it's a house, but it's like it's small. It's like there's. It's like vertically high. Mm-hmm. There's three. It's, but it's like small um so it wouldn't be ideal for like and we don't have a grass yard or anything um so it wouldn't be ideal for like a big dog um or like if you you know are working nine to five you can't come home for lunch like maybe it's and you can't bring your dog to work maybe it's not the best time unless you want to hire again another expense unless you want to hire um like a dog walker to come during the day. Right. So the dog doesn't have attention. Right. And like if you are gone or you travel a lot or you're busy, like don't get a high energy breed. Or if you um, right. like uh, like someone like you who has a lot of stairs in their house, don't get like a corgi because it's really bad for their back. <laughs> like there's so many things to think about as far as like what type of dog is going to fit your lifestyle and your needs. Mm-hmm. And of course you can – absolutely go like a purebred route or find the same thing at a shelter like I think both are absolutely great um but either way like I think the best most responsible thing you can do is find a dog that makes sense for your family and like the dynamic that you want to happen in your home for sure and even like within a breed for example we knew that we wanted a golden retriever, but also we knew that like I work from home and I don't want a dog that's going to be like a psycho all day long, like running around the apartment um, and like needing to go out every five seconds. And so we were like, okay, we want like one of the most calm ones out of this litter. Like how do we figure that out? And so we would literally like hold every single puppy on their back and like see which ones just let it happen. And we're like, whatever. And which ones would like freak out and be like, no, 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 no. I can't, I can't do that. And so, cause those ones were always like the feisty ones, you know? So that was for like an example of even within a breed, like there are all sorts of variations of energy levels, personalities, all that. And so I think just like take your time and obviously there's never like you never feel fully ready or you never feel like it's fully the right time but there's a point of commitment where like you're making a smart choice for sure and that was such a great tip that you said about like holding the dog yeah I mean it's worked for us 
twice so far. Like we did that for both of our girls and they are both two of the most mellow goldens like I've ever met. Um, So, I mean, try it at your own risk. Like don't get mad at me if it doesn't work out for you. But that was a tip that we saw probably just some random article on the internet and um, it's worked out really well for us. And I think um, it's just like the more you can kind of try to understand a, a dog's or a puppy's temperament, the better. For sure. Like I remember when I, I, I didn't actually meet this Leo's breeder in real life, but I FaceTimed her, um, to choose which puppy that I wanted. Uh-huh. Um, and she had them all like in a, like a little pen. Um, and Leo escaped during the FaceTime call probably like four or five times. Like the pen, she had to keep leaving, like coming back and like grabbing him. And all the other dogs were like sleeping or like laying down. And he was like, he's still so feisty, uh-huh. <laughs> independent. And like, but then I was like, oh, that's so cute. I want him yeah, for sure. The rambunctious one that's trying to make trouble. Yeah. And he's the same. So I think that's a you might be right about that. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say for sure because if they, like, just woke up from a nap, like, they might be sleepy Mm -hmm. or whatever. But um, so far, it's worked out for us. Great tip. Yeah. And so with your family, it's you, Leo, and your husband. And you recently got married this past summer, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Congrats. Mm -hmm. I'm sure it was just like such an amazing day. And I want to touch a little bit on like the personal side of things, because I know firsthand that like running a business and having a lot going on makes it more difficult for sure to like stay on top of your relationships and like make everyone feel cared for and loved the way they should be. So do you have any advice for balancing all different areas of life, not necessarily like balancing, meaning giving them all equal attention, but like, how do you prioritize things and make sure that the main things stay the main things? That's a great question. I'm like, I'm constantly working on that actually, because, um, I get out of balance, like quite a bit, especially like with my work and stuff. Um, I give that so much attention and like energy. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, it really is all is a balance, but I think the number one thing for me that I've learned that has been helping is just, well, meditating for sure. Um, like a gratitude practice and then, um, just like getting in tune with yourself and your true self and leading and doing things up from your heart, not Mm -hmm. your head. So that to me is, I mean, if you're, if you're doing it that way, you're, there's bound to be balance because you're doing what you know is right and you're doing it out of love and not like out of fear or out of any other emotion or just like, you know, talk inside your head. Mm-hmm. Or like obligation. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I would definitely agree. Like every single time I've experienced true like burnout from my business or going just too hard in one direction, it's like because my head was running the show and it was like I felt obligated or I felt like I had to do something to be worthy or successful or whatever. But if I would have slowed down for even like a hot minute and gone inward, like my heart would have told me that it was okay to like take a beat and like reprioritize what I was doing because we don't need to be at 110% for everything. For sure. Oh my God. I love that you said that. Mm-hmm. I, I love your energy. This is like, we got to meet someday. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I will take a trip to California. Like that's, that's, that's yes. cool with me. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm that friend always that I'm like, oh, you, you want to go on a trip? Okay. Let's book a ticket. Like I, I'm not very spontaneous except for traveling. Like I'm always, always down DTT down to travel. <laughs> travel. That's amazing. I love that. Yeah, for sure. So one more question that's more on the personal side. Um, What do you think is a great piece of advice for girls? A lot of millennial women listen to this podcast. That's like the main kind of demographic. So a lot of us are 
either looking for our person, engaged, recently married. So do you have any advice that you would go back and give yourself during the process of um, like planning your wedding and getting ready for a marriage? Yeah, um, I I would say if you are single and like trying to find your person, um, I actually did this before I met Justin, um, but I, so funny, I like made a, a vision board um, of like my future husband or my future person and like wrote down all of the qualities. It's important to like hand write them, mm-hmm. hand write down any qualities and all that you like want in them, um, all of that stuff. And then um, what else did I do? I did a lot of like up, like when we started dating, I did a lot of the Tony, Tony Robbins priming mm-hmm. and during that exercise at the very end, you envision three things that you want to happen in your life. Um, and everything that I've ever envisioned has come true mm. when I, when I do. That wow. Exercise. That's so powerful. So, okay. Now I'm sure a lot of people are curious, like take us through just the cliff notes version of like, what is priming if they haven't heard of it before? Yeah. So, um, it starts off with, um, going, going to three moments that you were really, really grateful in your life. And you have to like actually feel the gratitude. So like go back to a time when, you know, someone gave you a hug when you really, really needed it. It could be small or big, just like three examples and just really feel physically feel the gratitude. Um, and then you envision, um, like a white light Mm -hmm. coming through your head down your body, um, and then coming back up and it's envision the light healing your entire body, every single cell. And then the lights coming back out through your head and you're, um, blessing people that you love, people that you care about. Um, so sending them blessings. And then, um, and then I think the last one is the envision, um, three things that you're great or three things that you want to have Mm. happen and really like you know, make, make the colors bright, make it clear, crisp, like, you know, hear what you're hearing, um, feel how you're feeling, like make it, you know, get all the, the senses involved in that. Um, and then at the end you, um, he says, he calls it to make a move. So it's like, kind of like a move that you would make after like, um, I don't know, your best day of sales or, um, you know, some guy called you back that you really wanted. <laughs> like a to, celebration to move. Yeah, a celebration move, exactly. And then um, you jump up and down and say yes, like three times. That sounds like it would, no matter what mood you're in or what yeah. headspace you're in, like that would turn you around and put you in the best headspace. Sure. And it, it totally works. I swear, like anything that I have envisioned has come true. That's when amazing. I do that. So everyone, after watching this, go on YouTube, search Tony Robbins Priming, mm-hmm. so you can learn how to do it, so that you can manifest your dream guy and your dream dog and all the things that you have ever wanted. Um, because that's super inspiring to just know that, like, if we truly believe that something's possible for us and we align ourselves with that, like, it really can happen. For sure, I totally believe that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, this has just been an incredible conversation to remind everyone that we don't need to have it all figured out. But like, if we're passionate about something, and if we're committed to making it happen, like, it's truly anything is achievable. And I mean, like kind of the the meaning of grind and be grateful is like with hard work and the right mindset, absolutely anything is possible. And I think, Bridget, that you just really your story embodies that. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. And so since this is a grind and be grateful podcast, we ask all of our guests one question to wrap up. And that is what is one big goal that you're currently grinding for and working hard towards? And what is one thing that you are hugely grateful for? Um, okay. Good question. So the, the first one, the goal, um, one goal it's, I just actually did this coming back from the, the date with destiny, Tony Robbins event. Um, we set a list of like our first, you know, one year goals. And one of mine 
which I think is, it might seem small, but I, I know it's going to change my life the more I do it, um, is instead of asking myself, everyone has like a primary question. They're constantly asking themselves, um, like daily, that kind of directs where their life is going. And my old question that I was constantly asking was what's wrong? Like, Mm. you know, you ask this question, you're going to find the answer. Right. Like what's wrong? Okay. I'm not feeling well. I don't look good. Why isn't my relationship? Like, you know, you're looking for the negative. Mm -hmm. And, um, my new question is how can I appreciate and enjoy, um, God's love in this moment even more? Mm. So it's really like, you know, accepting and loving, being grateful and being in the moment. Um, so that, that's like actually one of my biggest goals this year is to like yeah. keep myself that question. Yeah. I think that's a really powerful reframe and like we both know our thoughts create our reality. So if we can think different thoughts, like we create a different reality. For sure. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and then what is one thing that you are hugely grateful for that you want to celebrate? Um, I'm just, I'm so grateful for my family, like my, obviously like my whole family, but more specifically Justin and Leo, mm-hmm. they're my world. And I'm, I'm so grateful. And I feel like the luckiest person to have both of them. Yeah. That I, I totally can relate to like your morning ritual of like, it needs to include snuggles with my dog and my, mine is my fiance, but like no morning is complete without that. And like just that moment of like pure gratitude for my little family makes all the difference. And I know that you can totally relate. Oh, for sure. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. Last but not least, now that everyone has heard me rave about Frenchie Bulldog, they have heard your story and fallen in love with you. Where can they find you and where can they find your brand? Yeah. So my um, brand is frenchiebulldog.com or you can also go to frenchie.com. My business Instagram is frenchie underscore bulldog. And then my personal one is Bridget and Leo. Perfect. And then Leo's Instagram is Frenchie Leo. <laughs> I love that you have both, like you guys share an account and then he also has his own. Yes. I see where the priorities are. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. Well, thank you so, so much, Bridget. This has been a blast to chat with you, all things life and business and dogs. And we can't wait to have you back. Thank you so much. Thank you guys so much for spending your time with me on the Grind and Be Grateful podcast. I'm so happy that we were able to hang out and share some good vibes today. It would mean the absolute world to me if you could take one second to share this episode with someone who you think would love it. And please leave the show or view on iTunes if you're enjoying it. Tell me what you think. Let me know what you want to hear more of. It would really help me out on my mission to educate and empower women to become their very best selves and create more content that you're going to love. Thank you again for listening and supporting the show. And until next time, don't forget to grind and be grateful, my friends.